Welcome back, everybody, to the Knicks Rewind Podcast. I'm here, as usual, with the co-host, Owen Smith. I'm Johnny Kervin. And it's been a tough day for us and Knicks fans, or Knicks fans around the globe, you know, knowing we fell back two slots, although this was the second most likely outcome in the lottery. But we have the eighth pick, so we're going to talk about the lottery. We're going to talk about um, the bubble, because we haven't done a show since our preview before the playoffs. And then we're going to do some coaching stuff, you know, with Miller likely gone and Johnny Newman. And then we'll talk about Van Vliet for a bit because he's been tearing it up so far in the playoffs mm-hmm. against Brooklyn. So we'll start with the uh, bubble talk. So let's get into it. interesting first round so far i agree i I totally agree i think it's been a ton of fun too it's been pretty competitive um except for a few series um namely the uh toronto brooklyn uh, series brooklyn series as well as the philly (laughs) boston so for those who didn't tune into our last episode owen had philly winning you know, and he, he did say, though, his heart has Philly winning. But then towards the end of the episode, you were like, realistically unbiased. My brain is going to go with Boston. So I'm not going to shred you yeah. up too much, but you were they just lost. They're 0-3. Uh, they're a hot mess. They're man. a mess. God. And they cannot close basketball. They're a disaster. It's I mean, brutal and Brett Brown is gone. I think yeah. we can say that for he's sure. Gone. Yeah, he's gone. So well, since we're already on the subject, let's talk about the Boston series a little bit, and then we'll get mm-hmm. we'll hit each series pretty briefly. But this episode's mainly going to be about the lottery and you know the draft. Yeah. So yeah, talk talk to me about the Boston Philly series, considering you have ties with. Uh, well, just um, we're recording this just after uh, Game Three wrapped up. Um, I mean, the series hasn't been like non-competitive. Um, game one was close, and Game Three was pretty close. But just Philly, just literally, it's just so predictable. They just squander it every single time in the last two minutes. And because Embiid makes some stupid pass or takes some stupid shot or tries to draw a foul and doesn't get called for it or doesn't get doesn't get the call, and they just flame out. Like it's 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 ridiculous. And to they, my, to, they're, they're, hard, they're also hard to watch. They're like, hard they're to watch. They're frustrating to watch too. And Tobias yeah. Harris has been awful. I, I, I admittedly didn't watch most of the game just now because it was my dad's birthday. So I had to go out to dinner with them and I wasn't able to, you know, watch until the end of game three. Uh, but the first two games, he was awful. Yeah, he was awful. Um, he was truly awful. Yeah, and he, he was, was just hard to watch. He was a little better tonight. He was aggressive, like attacking the glass and stuff. Um, he just didn't make shots, um, which was frustrating. There was an interesting conversation today on the uh, Bill Simmons podcast about if you're the GM, you have a lot of moves to make. What's your first move? Because they, I didn't think that they would go this route, but they they said it's figuring out Embiid and Simmons. 
uh, whether it's getting rid of one of them or, you know, figuring out what, where that, where, what direction that's going in. It's like, mm-hmm. would you try to build around them still, or would you work out with one of them and say, you're our future, we're going with you, and we're going to get a great return for the other piece? Right. So I've gone kind of back and forth on, uh, on both of like these, these topics. I'll take what my dad says though, which is like, kind of like you have these two Uber talents, um, in one place, like Embiid when, when good, which is not all the time. Like when he's locked in mentally, um, and physically is the best center in the NBA. Yeah. And that's not all the time. And I'd say I'd give that crown to Jokic as the best center in the NBA but when Jojo is good like Jojo is focused Jojo is in shape he's the best center in the NBA yeah I don't disagree is a 6'10 point guard who is one of the best defenders in the NBA probably top five defender in the NBA can guard one through four maybe one through five like steals like leads the league in steals that that part of his game doesn't get appreciated enough he is a truly like a top four defender in the nba yeah um obviously the jump shot issue i mean if he could shoot it's a no-brainer if he could shoot it's a no-brainer who you go if he could shoot a little bit he'd be a top five player in the nba but he can't so that complicates things a bit and there's a spacing issue with them and they kind of just have to surround the two of them with really good shooters and they haven't done that so they they basically solved the spacing issue this summer by sticking horford in there a guy who plays center and and he's just been he he fell off a cliff he fell off a cliff but back to back to the actual question though if if you have to trade one right now who would it be I'll give you mine. I'll give you mine while you think about it. I would trade Embiid I, because of the... I know. I knew you were going to say it, that. It's just the risk with him. And I know, I think Simmons is... He's already a great... The thing player. is, I, though, is like Joel's been ha- like Joel's been pretty healthy, too. Like, he's been decently healthy the last, like, two But it's not years. always health. It's not always... It's whether, like you said before, he's always yeah, locked, locked in. in. And he's yeah. always taking it super seriously. And he's, you know, mature. Ben does his business. Like, Ben shows oh, up. Yeah. Ben shows ben up. Does. He does his thing... And he he's only gotten better, except maybe maybe this year. But he you, I see such I just I see a bigger upside for Embiid, but I also see such a high risk. So I think, and I think you can build a team around Simmons, and I think it right. could be really good. You're a driving kick. It's just like the LeBron yeah. formula. First off, though, I think I don't think Philly's ever going to trade either of them. No um, way. I think they tr- they give it another they trade try. Anyone they trade Simmons. Um. Just because I JoJo was just like was like born to be a sixer, like the city just loves him. Um, yeah, and they're gonna run it back with a new coach, no doubt. Like Brett Brown is gone, and yeah. they're gonna try they it just, again. They just they need to. I'd say like they need to just figure out how to get Horford the fuck out of town. Um, That's dude, Horford and Tobias Harris. Harris, I, I texted I text my dad this. I think Harris is a worse contract than Horford is. That's not a bad take. Uh, but five years, hundred. Those are the those might be the two. Years. Those might be the two hardest contracts in the NBA to trade right now. I think Harris is tougher than than Horford is because Horford's, Horford's making like twenty eight million a year. It's very incentive loaded though, so like it's still it's a though. Deal. It's like looks super like it's bad anyway, but it looks worse than it is on paper because it's like 
it's a lot it has a lot of like performance and team based incentives so which is like, not hitting i'm sure yeah i don't know so what like they, i don't they, know what this they specific win a championship thing. i'm not sure what they all are but yeah yeah it, i think it comes out to be more like four years like 100 million anyway that that series like has been a blowout it's 3-0 as of uh friday the 21st yeah. i don't I mean i think they lost the series the moment that um ben hurt himself yeah and i and honestly it could be a whole different outcome but i still see celtics winning the series even if ben is there yeah all right let's move on uh we don't need to touch on the raptors net series because that's gonna be a sweep although and we'll 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 hit that uh later when we talk about fred van vliet towards the end of the show as yeah man we all uh, this this series is really interesting. The Nuggets Jazz series. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm interested to see because this is the series that I've been most invested in. So I have a lot of things to say, but uh, I'll let you start. I thought it was gonna. I thought after Mitchell scored 57 in Game One and the Jazz lost, I thought it was like I was like this is over. I was like, like yeah, this is over in five. They have, it's over. But like. I saw an interesting thing on Twitter today about the Nuggets and their like progression over the season. They've gotten much, much worse as the season's gone on. Like they started here and have kind of like gone down the cliff. Um, and I don't know. I don't. I just don't like Porter's a terrible defender. I don't love their defense. He like, can't. I mean, they can't play Porter right now. Like they should. They can't be yeah, playing Porter. He's a horrible defender. He's terrible. He just has no idea what the fuck he's doing. Um, which is difficult. And they they just have some weird guys. Like, I don't love Jamal Murray. That's kind of a brutal contract. Um, You know, and... Yeah, the Nuggets have no wiggle room now because of that Murray contract. They can't really do much. They've got to hope Porter's going to become a star or else this is their ceiling for the next couple of years. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to count them out yet. Although, you know, games two and three have looked heavily in utah's favor i'm not but i'm still not going to count them out yet you know they can come back and tie the series up pretty easily but they've had no answer for mitchell yeah who you know dropped like 50 the first game and close to 40 the second game they just have no one who can guard him and yeah, mike I mean, conley just had a kid and he all of a sudden became the best guard in the league he was like seven for eight from three yeah, 27, 27 points 20, yeah 27 uh, after struggling all year like if he's on and he keeps playing like this which i doubt it but if, he, if he's like half as good as he is tonight Utah's yeah. scary. Like, I'm Utah's just say quietly scary. very, very good offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gobert dominated yeah. on the defensive end and the rebounding and in the paint. He just dominated. He killed Jokic. If Rudy's doing his thing, then they're they're really tough to beat because they they if they can control the paint on both sides of the floor and they don't have the the Nuggets don't have anyone that can guard Donovan. No, that's I mean they don't. Jazz have plenty of shooting also. Um, Even guys like, what's his name? Uh, Niang. And Jordan yeah. Clarkson was balling Niang. out. I really love Royce O'Neal. I like Royce O'Neal a lot too. Dog, and Joe man. Ingles. Yeah, I know you love Jane. They've, they've got a really well-constructed roster around Mitchell, yeah, whose playmaking has improved like exponentially. Mm-hmm. You know, Clarkson has been great in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Gobert has been doing his thing. He's obviously defensive of the year candidate every year. And Royce O'Neal has been, you know, he's just yeah, a great. A, he only had, th- quietly really he only had three points tonight or this afternoon. But what he does on yeah. the defensive end, it doesn't. What you don't see on the box score, it's you know super helpful for Utah. And they're, 
I just like them. I liked how their roster is constructed. Yeah. I thought this series would be over in five with Denver winning after the first game, but I said the same thing. I they, said this they've had no brutal, answer for yeah. Donovan Mitchell, and I don't know if they will throughout. I don't. I don't think they will. Um, and then I think it, it'll set up a very interesting second round series with, uh, assuming LA beats Dallas. The Thunder Rockets hasn't been as competitive as I hoped. No, I, I kind of had a feeling it wouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, I know I thought it would be more competitive. I had OKC winning in seven, actually. I had the Rockets winning. Yeah, in seven, Maybe right? Six. No, you said seven. I said seven. I think you flip flopped. I said no. I said I said I said Houston. You I know, Gilgis Alexander the other day. I think this was yesterday. He had thirty-one. You know, Gallinari had seventeen. Paul had fourteen. Schroeder had thirteen, and they still lose by what fourteen points? Thirteen yeah. points. I um, think. Uh, I, I was listening to the uh, the Low Post uh, the other day, um, Zach Lowe's podcast, and one stat they noted is OKC's actually worse in the NBA in grabbing offensive rebounds, um, and that's Houston's biggest weakness by far. And so Houston, as wide open their floor is because they literally play five out, Harden and whoever the fuck wants to can get right to the basket. And if James right. isn't shooting well, he can drive to the basket. He's got Tucker in the corner. Right. Covington and, on the other side. Gordon, like, he's just surrounded with shooters. And Shea had a great game. He had 31 points. Harden only had 21, which is, you know, not his... Like well, though. Which is not his best night, but he did a great job, you know, playmaking, getting uh, his teammates involved, even without Westbrook, and they won easily. I mean, they took it... They. Yeah. It was it was a close game for most of it. I'm not gonna lie, but by the end, you know, yeah, the better team or the better play, the best player on the floor will just usually wins. No, I agree, and you know, Harden had nine assists. Um, Houston didn't have a ton of assists. They're not like a big assists team, as everyone everyone thinks they're like this huge like pace and space uh, group of guys, but they really just play a ton of iso ball. Yeah, and no, they, for sure. Yeah shooters just kind of wait around because they have so much space in the paint um for anyone to just drive in and do whatever the hell they want and they have good guys who can penetrate like austin rivers is a good iso scorer but i think rockets win this in uh, five or six i uh i think that i agree i think okc is going to take a game or two i'm obviously taking back what i said about okc in seven because houston has just looked like the better team the past two games Let's move on to Clippers Dallas, which has been a good series. Um, yeah, I I had no faith in Dallas honestly after the first. I have game. trouble watching that one because of yeah, I'm sure yeah, we all man. do. <laughs> you you posted the uh, the the Kristaps photo on the Twitter today, mm-hmm. and as soon as you did, I went to his Instagram and I got into like a thirty minute rabbit hole of just like looking at his old shit. I went all the way down to like the Knicks. I you was can't do that to yourself. Like it's Knicks already stuff. been a painful day as it is. You can't do that to yourself, man. That was my guy. Anyway, Luca is a freaking baller, man. Holy that guy yeah, is good. Whole gee like he's so fun to watch too. My dad, who's a casual NBA fan, he was like, Holy shit. Luka yeah. Doncic. And uh and they're playing right now, it's twenty three twenty three uh with yeah. a minute 15 left in the first but the second game clippers looked horrible like paul george did not look good lou williams did not look like himself and you know, when you watch these guys you got to keep in mind that they haven't played all together and they haven't all been healthy 
for most of the yeah. season. And Harold just got back. Lou Williams had his thing with the the wings. Yeah. So he missed a couple games. And Kawhi and PG have been on and off injured all year. So now yeah. that they're finally healthy, they're just trying to find a rhythm. I still I still think they're going to beat Dallas. I don't have any worries for them. But I, I think, think they'll beat Dallas, but it'll be competitive. It's competitive. I would be surprised if it went to six or seven. I'd be um, su- I, I think it'll be L.A. in six. And I think that the games L.A. wins will be blowouts. I don't think that – and Dallas might close some games even though they've been some yeah. bad closers all year. But I'm, I'm, I'm going L.A. in six here, knowing what we know now. I, I, I'd agree with that that take. Um, I think I think one thing to watch with the Clippers is you talk about like the chemistry and the rhythm issue. They, the guys haven't really played together. And you do have a lot of like ball-heavy guys there who like to shoot. Um, and some guys are going to get left out and not play their game. Like Marcus Morris is a guy who kind of needs a lot of like high post touches. Um, and I know like a lot of people don't love the same, like there's only one ball. It sounds kind of outdated. Um, but in the case of the Clippers, I think like some guys need the ball guys like Lou Williams, guys like, you know, guys like Morris, um, who are like ball dominant players? I haven't, I haven't had fun watching them. It's because it's just PG's no. a ball stopper, Lou Will is a ball stopper, Marcus Morris and Kawhi. They're all ball stoppers. They're all ball stoppers, and yeah. it's just not that fun to watch. So, like, no, and even like Reggie Jackson's a ball stopper. Yeah. But they, these are a, a lot of the guys that are playing for them right now, namely um, Morris and and Jackson, like who are getting big minutes. Just they just got them, like mm-hmm. right before the pandemic hit. So and and obviously like Kawhi PG been off injured and Williams like just joined them in the bubble because of his little strip club thing and yeah yeah we'll move on it's uh I can't wait to watch that game after we've wrapped this up Blazers Lakers has been interesting to say the Weird. least you know the Blazers looked fantastic in game one and the Lakers couldn't score they couldn't defend. They looked discombobulated, and they, you know, they. It looked like it I mean, could be Lakers a gamer. Didn't say that though, Lakers couldn't score, couldn't defend. They lost by like six. Lost or, by seven, yeah. Yeah, it was a close. And game. then, uh, you know, once they had the little wake up call because they heard all the chatter of that, you know, they weren't playing very well in the bubble, and they lost game one to the Blazers. They just fucking mopped. They the they destroyed God. them uh, last night. And it wasn't fun. Like it wasn't competitive at any point in the game. No, it was no. over by the jump. And yeah. LeBron only had ten points. AD was, you know, unguardable. Essentially, like he was unstoppable. Was he he could score night. from anywhere. He was hitting threes. He was hitting turnaround jumpers. Ridiculous he was finishing at the rim. And when he's like, when he's on like that, they're not going to lose a game. I don't see them losing to yeah. most teams in the NBA. AD's like not a good shooter, but normally like i don't his shooting stats aren't great but when he hits jump shots he's absolutely unstoppable because he moves yeah. like zell like he's oh my god he's so smooth he's so smooth kcp had 16 yeah. you know danny green might be on the next flight out of orlando um because he's been horrible but you know the lakers i'm not worried about them in the series I was never really worried about them. There was a lot of chatter. I don't think I don't think anybody who watches the NBA was necessarily worried about them. I have no. Lakers in six. I think the Blazers might take another one, yeah. but I think none of them will be very close. I, I'm not. I, I agree. With I'm you not that. looking forward to you know watching the rest of the series. To be honest, I agree with you on that. 
two more. Uh, Heat Pacers has been semi-fun. Jimmy yeah. Butler is a baller. He's cold-blooded. He's fun to watch, too. Like, he, that man competes. And I didn't watch a whole lot of Miami this year, nor Indiana. Yeah, me neither. But Drogic was great. Duncan Robinson, like, represent the white dudes who can shoot. <laughs> so he he had 24. Jimmy Butler yeah. had 18, 7, and 6. He's just... I like the way this Heat team plays, and I, I don't think either of us had Indiana winning the series. And most people count, most people counted them out. Yeah. You know, they made it competitive game two, but they don't have enough star power. Oladipo hasn't been himself. Miles Turner yeah. shoots too many threes. TJ Warren has fallen back to earth with Jimmy Butler on him. Uh, Heat in yeah. five, maybe four, if we're being honest. Maybe four, yeah. Uh, it's not it's a whole just, lot to they, say. They, they're just much. They deep, just don't just have deeper. a lot without Sabonis. Oladipo is a shell of who he was two years ago. Yeah, injuries messed um, him up. I, I I hope he comes back to eventually. Uh, yeah. Eventually next year. Yeah, it sucks. Bucks Magic. Do we really? Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I mean, Magic stole a game, and I don't think they're going to steal another one. They stole a game as they did last year against Toronto. Against the Raptors. And you know what happened champions. with Toronto last year. They wound up winning the finals. But yeah, Giannis was just unguardable. He's fun to watch. Uh, and I like the Magic. I think they compete. I think they play hard. And mm-hmm. I like Vucevic a lot. I think yeah. he's, like, he's got a smooth jumper. He dropped 32 and 10. He's good, man. He's good. He's good. I like him a lot. But they don't, I mean, other than that, they have Fultz, Terrence Ross, Evan Fournier, who hasn't been very good in the past two games. Aaron Gordon. He's been injured. Yeah, he hasn't played. Neither has uh, Michael Carter Williams. And obviously, I mean, like you have two guys in Gordon and Isaac, um, two key pieces, two key pieces, but also two guys who could guard Giannis. Right, they're like they're only two um, guys who you're going to put only on Giannis. Two guys, just Gordon with his athleticism and strength, and you know, obviously Isaac with his length and just all around being a stud defensively. Like, yeah, I dude, I hate that Isaac shit. I love Jonathan Isaac. You hate that Isaac shit? No, I like. I hate that he got injured. Uh, yeah, oh, I love yeah, him as a player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about like his anthem thing. Oh no, no, no! I I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I think. I all right, well, that's all the series, and uh, we'll do another little recap on the series. You know, when we do yeah. next one of these, probably next week. Lottery. All if right. If we want to talk about this, uh, we were putting this off a little bit. We were putting we were putting this off a little bit. What was your reaction? I know you're with your girlfriend. I tried to call yeah. you, but uh, I mean, my heart dropped. Like I just fright the fuck out of my chest. Like you I, knew it I, was coming, though, right? I mean, I was hoping it would be six or seven. I mean, like she told me that my heart was like as it started, my heart just started like pounding. Yeah, every time, she every said year. I, she was like, she was sitting like kind of next to me, and she was like, I could just, like your heart was like pounding out of your chest. Like she put her hand on my back, and I was like, I was like, yeah, this is big deal. This yeah. is a big. Big deal. And then it just, my heart just, I just sank when Tatum was, I knew it too. I like knew it was coming. As soon as we got to eight, I was Mark, like. Tatum is my nightmares. That guy is, can't, I can't get that guy out of my head. The New York <laughs> God, it's the worst. <laughs> that was a good impression. That sounded a Seems lot like, like him. That's such a loser too. That's, I don't know, wait, that sounded like weirdly like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The eighth pick will be made by <laughs> the New York Knicks. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, brutal. Anyway, it's all, it's over the Bulls and the, um, 
Hornets jumped us. The Hornets, you know, jumped five spots. Of course they did and never gave it to us. Anyway, let me just pull up I mean, the we haven't We haven't moved up since Ewing. Yeah, I know. I, you it's know been that, right? like, 35 years. Moved, like, we haven't moved up. 35 years since we've moved up in the draft. Yeah. The first ever NBA lottery. I mean, think about it. The last, like, we got worst team in the league, third pick. Second worst team in the league, fourth pick. I mean, we lucked into Chris Tapps, but obviously that didn't go great. Uh-huh. Um, just for uh, those who I'm sure you guys know what it is now, just a little refresher. It's Minnesota, Golden State, Charlotte, Chicago, Cleveland, Atlanta, Detroit, New York, Washington, Phoenix, San Antonio, Sacramento, New Orleans, and Boston from memphis do we want to do a little uh mini mock leading up to the uh the yeah next... why not that's a good idea uh i just got to pull up some of the, the prospects of the real quick so we've got uh some prospects loaded up and we got the order loaded up number one i see minnesota taking anthony edwards oh and do you I agree i completely agree with you don't even need to talk about it very much i think he's a good um, fit i mean he's got so many he's, he's got so many flaws and the interesting about this draft class is after reading and listening to think people talk today, I'm not as mad about eight as I was yesterday. I'm not either. I'm because not either. the top guys have so much risk, but then it's a steady it's it's a steady class after that. Like with most of the guys, you know what you're getting after the top. It's a lot five. of guys who who have like one or two really good skills, and then decent like weaknesses. But but a lot of guys I think who can become like really good role players. But I don't think there's a lot of like differential between like the fourth guy on the board and the eighth or ninth. It's about find you know? it's about finding the Donovan Donovan Mitchells. It's about scouting. It's about picking well. Yeah. You know. And I don't. I I kind of I'm in the boat right now where I kind of want us to pick safe. Like I kind of want us. There's to pick. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with picking safe. I kind of want us to pick like a a guy who I think like probably will be good. But yeah, like I remember Jay Billis said yesterday that. Anthony Edwards only has a few flaws, which is his consistency, his you know efficiency, his shooting, his it's you know defense, his defense. I was like, dude, that's like four very large parts of basketball. Like, yeah, exactly. efficiency, shooting, uh, willing to defend are like a, like a couple flaws. Like those are huge flaws, and I like yeah. Anthony Edwards a lot, and I think he could. I think he's got potential to be a Zach Levine, or he's got yeah. all star potential. He's got potential to be really, really good. But also, um, there's so much risk there's so with much him and Lamelo yeah, Ball. Like watching his highlights, and you know, we'll get back to the mock draft in a second. I just want to talk about these guys for a minute. Lamelo Ball jacked up a million threes a game, yeah, and was it was awful to watch. I it was so I watched. I was watching a bunch of his highlights and games the other day. It was awful. Like I can't even imagine what it would be like to play on his team and. New Zealand, like the, all those guys who are like men, this 19 year old kid shows up and he's taking shots from 30 feet and he shoots 25%. Uh-huh. He, you know, he's got and that, that form, you know, it, it makes you kind of think about like, honestly, what's funny is it is an interesting comparison for LaMelo is Lonzo. Um, they're very similar. They have very similar games, despite the fact that actually Lonzo in college was a better shooter than LaMelo. LaMelo's got like a leg up on him size wise. Um, and maybe better, probably maybe better passer. We don't know yet. Pretty great. We don't really know yet. Neither of them are like crazy, probably better ball handler. I'd say that. Um, would you rather have the number one pick in this year's draft or RJ Barrett? 
the number one pick in this year's draft. I disagree. Why? Who would you take if we had the number one I pick? I think Barrett and Ball, or um, sorry, uh, Edwards and Ball have both have much higher ceilings than RJ does. But they have much. I feel like they have much lower floors too. Like I think yeah, RJ will RJ, be a good player no matter what. I don't think what. RJ has a crazy like high floor. I think it's higher than those two. I think it's and you just, you just said two, you want to pick safe. So it's much higher on both of those guys. I don't I know. At best, is like a three. I, I think there's just too much unknown with Lamelo. There's too much unknown with Lamelo, but here's what I said about RJ and like RJ versus uh, Edwards and um, Ball is like those two guys have skills that are great. Like they do things really, really fucking well. Name one thing that RJ is great at coming out like he has one. But that's big not talent. that's not always necessarily a great thing because both of those guys have great things that they can do well, but they also have such serious flaws. Those guys are both those worse guys, shooters. Yeah. Those guys are both worse shooters than RJ Barrett right now. Ooh, Edwards, I don't know about that. He shot twenty nine percent more from three. difficult threes than RJ did. But, this, but that's also a shot selection issue then. Like that, that's also it part of it. Or Barrett versus Edwards is a shot selection issue. Edwards has much more shooting potential than Barrett does. I don't disagree, but right now the numbers show that like RJ, and yeah, we haven't seen Anthony Edwards in an NBA game, but they that's have fair. such they have such risks, and I I just feel like Edwards you know, is a far superior athlete than Barrett is. Yeah, but you know he's also has nowhere near the first step or burst than. Uh, than or, or uh, than um than Edwards does. You're naming these and, specific things, but RJ does. RJ, like I don't disagree with you that there's nothing that RJ does especially well. But I don't think there's something that RJ does, especially aside from like free throw shooting, who by the way is the same level as Lamelo and Anthony Edwards. Want me to give you one? Yeah, he was worse in the league finishing at the basket. Also, but that's also a you know that's he's put in the worst situation possible. I actually I'm I'm writing a little article. Um, and I did some research and. Uh, among um, NBA players that uh, played, I think, more than 20 minutes a game and played 40 games, I think he's second or third, maybe fourth worst in um, true shooting percentage. But that's it's also, just, he has the worst roster construction around. Like, that is fair. He that has, is fair. It literally couldn't get worse. Shine, and he might shine with better construction and space and et cetera. I'm just not ready to say. Like, I I would say I'd rather have Ball or Edwards. Then. Okay, and I I mean I disagree, but it's also not you know I don't think that you're really. You, if you had a choice right now, Anthony Edwards or RJ Barrett, who would you take? But unbiased. I, Last year, let's say Edwards is in the class. Yeah, but here's the thing. Third. I think it could go either way because I I don't know what Leon Rose is going to do with the roster current. Ro- if you're talking about current roster, we're going into next year with the same fucking guys. Give me. I mean, give me anyone aside from RJ Barrett because there's that's just not a roster that he can thrive with it's but like so for bad. the future as a prospect forget about the rosters who do you like more i like rj barrett more oh my god and i'm not alone all right i'm not alone yeah because you're you're biased i'm you're not biased bad. all right kevin o'connor bill simmons uh fucking raha bell they're not they're not biased oh, rj might not even he might not even be a first or second team all nba this season a rookie he might not be in first team all rookie or second team all rookie. Owen, I know, but it is so tough to judge his rookie year based on the fact that he had Julius Randle, Alfred Payton. Uh, but tell me what he did well. It's tell me aside from a couple of flashy dunks. Tell me a bunch of things that Anthony Edwards did well. 
I mean, Edwards hit a lot of tough shots. Yeah, he also shot 29%, Owen. Okay, we've totally flip-flopped in this argument. I love it. Um, I mean, he hit a lot of tough shots. He takes tougher jump shots than than, um, one. That doesn't mean that he's going to be a better better. shooter. Yeah, but if you're just evaluating based on tools, though, like... All right, since Anthony Edwards is also my number one prospect, can we just continue to do this for another time? I feel like this has been like five minutes. Let's move on. Yeah, we, we, we spent a lot of time on that. Uh, Warriors are number two. I think they're going to trade it personally. I think they'll trade back. I don't know who's going to trade up, but let's just consider right now. Let's just. I don't know why you just take Wiseman. What? Like, why don't they just take Wiseman? Yeah, uh, spacing. Even though they were, they did show success with like Bogut or you know whoever they had at center. But... Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Green can't shoot at all at this point in mm-hmm. his career. So and they don't just... have KD anymore. And they don't have KD anymore. So you don't know who you're going to have at small forward. Draymond Green's not a reliable shooter, as you said. They do know who they have at small forward. Andrew Wiggins. He's gone, dude. He's gone. <laughs> they're so gone. That's, I don't know how they're going to trade him. I don't know either. I, it's, maybe they package the pick and get... They traded like two of the worst contracts in the, a, in the NBA for each other. Maybe they package the number two overall pick and Wiggins for like a solid vet. From a, uh, I don't know who that vet would be, but from like a team that's about to go into rebuilding phase. Mark Gibson, Brad Beal. Oh, I don't think the Wizards. I wouldn't take that if I were the Wizards. Uh, and yeah, they're not. Gonna, they're not going to trade him. They're not going to trade him. Or anyone there. I I take, and they also already so guard heavy in Washington. Yeah, but okay. Let's just say they take what. Like, so like, who do you think is the best fit for two? I think I think I don't know about number two, but I think. Devin, how do I say his name? His last name. Vassal. Vassal is a great fit for them. I think that's perfect. They're not going to take him at two, though. They're not going to take him at two, but if they trade back, I think they're going to target him. I agree. He's a good fit for a lot of teams. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna get taken before the next pick. That's my worry. Yeah. So three is interesting for. But I mean, fair. I, a comparable guy is McCall Bridges, and a, and a lot oh, of the yeah. GMs fall in love a little bit with upside a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Like rather than just like guys who can, like like three and D like McCall like McCall Bridges fell to. 10. I feel like that rings a little. I think that I feel like that rings a uh, Kevin Knox bell. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. I'm I'm bringing it back to that because like Knox had a lot of you know there are a lot of worries with him, but like he was also like 18. I guess for whatever reason, because he he didn't exactly have anything that he did all that well at Kentucky. Let's move to three. Charlotte's interesting because they have. Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham, but I still say they mm-hmm. go point guard. I still think they're going to go guard. Because yeah, the next two best players on the board are Lamelo. I think and they're going to take ball. I think they're going to take ball. Okay. And I We've got I, Chicago now. Well, let's talk about the fit with uh, Chicago, Charlotte real quick with uh, Lamelo Ball. Yeah, that, yeah, that is yeah. an interesting fit because they they're paying Terry Rozier a lot. And Devontae Graham was good last. And Devontae Graham was averaged nineteen points per game. He was you know should be the most improved player. Didn't even get. He's not even. He's not even close. He 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 didn't even. He wasn't even a finalist. I know, which is absurd. See that? Yeah, yeah. Like, why is Luka Doncic on there? Yeah, I know. He averaged twenty a game. Yeah, <laughs> as his rookie year. Like yeah. Devontae Graham went from three points to nineteen of points. The year. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I don't. You know, if Lamelo Ball ends up in like the on the Hornets, that'd be kind of funny. It's like that the, the like it doesn't Jordan, get. Like this. I, I said it, I Jordan right. Yeah. Jordan owns the team. Yeah. And Bar. That's also hilarious, and it's I'm also just like Jordan a tiny market. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a small market too. I know. And maybe that's like beneficial for him. Yeah. 
playing that ugly like dimly lit stadium yeah in like charlotte north carolina whatever i think i think they might pull some stuff we'll see killian they by the way we're going off a tankathon tankathon's mock draft because i just like their layout very very much killian at four do you agree with this do you think he'll go four to chicago if killian is still on the board at number four i think no, they're, they're, uh, I think Chicago. they're going to take Benny at four. Why? They're not taking Dave Kobe White. Why would they take Killian? Because mm, I think Killian is better than Denny. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to take. I don't think they're going to take another. Uh, I don't think they're going to take another point guard. I think they're going to look for wing help. Because they have Levine at the two, Kobe at the one. Then Porter has kind of been hurt on and off. Yeah, I, I mean, I see what you're saying. I still think that they go best player available just because they're. So- I think Denny or even like I mean, Akongu is very similarly um, like coming out of college to um, Wendell Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, they're similar players. Yeah, I, I just I, I I would I would say Denny. I don't love this spot for them. You know. Maybe they, they have trade, like a lot of like okay young players. Maybe they trade back because I think that's the move in this draft. Because yeah, I think there's a lot back. of good role players who have upside. Lo- they have high ceilings, low roofs. Right. Or wait, <laughs> wait. I have. They have high floors, low ceilings. <laughs> <laughs> high ceilings, low roofs. Uh, um. <laughs> yeah. But okay, right. so let's say they go Denny at four. Cleveland, they have Garland and Sexton. So do you so think they're they not Kelly? taking? Atlanta's not taking a guard. Yeah, but so who does who does Cleveland take? Uh, if if Killian if Killian's still on the board and Denny goes four to Chicago, do they take Okongwu? Do they take Okoro? Do they take Obi Toppin? I like uh, I like Okongwu there. I think Toppin might get some consideration there. Um, yeah, Vassal I think might get some consideration because they're pretty guard heavy with Garland and and Sexton. Mm-hmm. They need some help on the wing front. Yeah, um, and I think down yeah. low and especially. Vassal's good for them, and Obi Toppin. We'll see. Maybe he can fit with like John Collins. But they also I think you know in the event in the event that Wiseman slips, you take um, him. Then like Golden State trades out. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, um, uh, and then Atlanta. I'd say Atlanta takes a big or a shooter. I think they take Okongu. I want to. I I want to see Okongu on that team. To be honest, I think that's a perfect I love, fit. He's just. I I I don't know about him next to Collins though. They're also pretty similar. Yeah, that's like true. Six, They're both like six nine. Um, yeah, and the Hawks have Capella, so maybe yeah, you're overdoing yeah, it with the like bigs. It. I forgot about. I totally forgot Capella was on that. Team. Yeah, he's a forgettable guy. He is a forgettable guy. Um, yeah, I I say they take shooting. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Vassal went off the board there. Toppin might be a okay. Actually, he's literally John Collins too. Yeah, I don't know. They're I, in a tough I, spot. Vassal, maybe Vassal. I think Vassal fits well with them. Yeah. Do you want to say Vassal goes there? Yeah, I think Vassal goes there. Okay, so seven Detroit. Who goes to Detroit? Okora, Okongu, Killian. No, we. Oh yeah, I forgot. Killian's still on the board. Yeah, Killian's going there. If Killian slips to seven, which I honestly doubt it, uh, but who did uh who, where did Killian go um or where did uh who am I missing here? Cleveland took who did we have Cleveland taking? Uh, Okoro. No, <laughs> no. Uh, 
Okongu? Yeah, I think we had Cleveland. No, I think we had Cleveland. Taking we had the Hawks taking Vassal. And then we had the Hawks taking Vassal. And then four being Denny. Yeah, okay. And then... So if, if Killian's still on the board at seven, they'll take Killian for sure. I agree. So now that leads Killian. to... Killian. I think they'll choose between Killian and Halliburton. I think um, they'll, they'll go Killian. I think, I think Killian is proving Killian. a lot more. I think he's... Right, I think so you can make an argument for him being the best in the draft. So number eight, finally, we're at the Knicks. We have some options. Right now, Vassal's my number one guy. But if we're going off of this little mock draft, he was just taking number six. I like Great. Vassal a lot. I'll be honest, I didn't know a whole lot about him as of a couple weeks ago. But as I of like today. Well, I did. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I knew today. of I him. Like, I knew of him. But yeah, I knew of him. Yeah, um, I, did I, I didn't research. do I haven't done like a whole lot of research on it. But from what I've seen and what I've heard, I like him a lot. So I've hopped on the I like train. I like Halliburton a lot, too. I like Halliburton a lot. If Vassal's off the board, like what we're doing right now, our main we have Okoro, Obi Toppin, and Halliburton. Whoa, voice mm. crack. And Halliburton at three. Um, those three guys. Out of those three guys, who would you want? I personally would probably go Halliburton. I probably would, too. I'm just, I don't want to take a point guard, man. Why? Like I do, and I don't. That's what we need. We need shooting. Yeah, but I have and He's faith. a proven shooter. I really like Frank. Well, yeah, me too. I really like Frank too, but he's also not going to... I don't I don't know if we're going to see much... I don't, I don't know if we're going to see a whole lot new from Frank next year. Maybe we will. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, this is the year. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. No, I, and but I also kind of want to give Smith a chance. You know, I kind of want to run it back with these oh, two guys. Really? Part of me you really want to run it back with Smith? Part of me says I want to run it back with these two guys. Call me crazy. Okay, so I kind of want shooting. I, I just want shooting. Okay, I really so want do shooting. you do you want a Okoro, who's a mediocre shooter, but also like has a proven defender? No, I have a hard time taking. Okoro. I like Okoro. I like him, but I have a hard time taking him. I just think he would just fall apart in New York. So who the hell like, do you want then? Oh, fuck, I don't, I don't know. I like. Oh, you don't, I know you don't want Obi Toppin. I don't want that. We're not even talking about him. <laughs> we spent a whole, like a whole like fifteen minutes on our last draft podcast, just like going into him. You want Cole Anthony? God no. Kira Lewis. Uh, I like him. I like him a lot. Yeah, but not. I don't think. I don't. I don't know if at eight. I don't know at eight. I don't know if at eight either. I think the best thing for us might be to trade if if the board shakes up like this. I just I don't want to reach for Halliburton. You know. You want to like trade back to like eleven and maybe get like another second rounder or I something. I like Nesmith um, from Vandy a lot. Yeah, know him. I don't. Like I don't know. I know of him, but I don't know enough year. about him. He shot like fifty-two percent from three this year. Look, I like if right now at eight, I, I would pick. I would pick Halliburton, and I don't think that's a huge reach. I just hope somebody reaches for Obi. So then we can get like potentially I, Denny. I want that's my guy. Yeah, Vassal's my number one guy, as we said. But like, at eight, if the board shapes out how it does in our little mock draft here, I go Halliburton, and yeah, I don't, right. I don't think there's a whole lot of questioning. That. I think Vassal. The thing about Vassal I like a lot is like, I think there's two things he's going to do really well, and that's shooting and defense. And there's a little room, and he's really athletic. Yeah, and he's I a think hard worker too. A little too. more room for him to become like a really good shot creator. Or like maybe develop into like a really really good player, but I know he'll be a good player. I'm confident that he'll be a pretty good player. Yeah, um, like I a agree. starter. Like I'm confident he'll be an NBA starter. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, well, do you want to go past number eight, or do you want to move on to uh, some coaching stuff? I think we can move on for now. That's fine. Yeah. So we'll talk about coaching stuff for a minute, then we'll talk about Fred Van Vliet, and then we'll wrap it up. Miller is likely gone as of like a week ago. There was a report that Thibodeau is kind of just clearing the house, which makes sense. And I liked Miller. As he should. I, I, yeah, I mean, as he should. You're right. But I like Miller. I thought he did good things. And I I don't. I, I, I did want to keep him on because I thought he did a great job defensively with the roster he had. But, but that's Tibbs' job. But it, it, I mean, uh-huh. after thinking about it, it's, you know, clearing the house may not, maybe in the best interest of everybody. Yeah. I agree. Um, I, I think just like, I think Miller going away is going to be. It is what it is. Like, you know, I don't think it's going to be the worst thing in the world for the Knicks. I don't think, like, assistant coaches, I think if it's like a body of assistant coaches, like, singular assistant coaches don't necessarily make all the difference in the world. And especially if he's not, like, I think he did well as the head coach this year. But I, I think, you know, like, he, Thibodeau doesn't know him at all. If he, he doesn't, like, he, Thibodeau, I want Thibodeau to feel comfortable bringing these guys in. You yeah, know? that makes sense. So. I, I I agree. Yeah. But yeah, thank you, Miller. Just want to shout out Mike Miller. Yeah, thanks, Mike. He did he did, he did good things. Brought for us. us back to like some sort of like respect, you know, like respect worthy team. That's a, that's a stretch. Well, well, we were on his team. Well, we well he was coaching us. We were actually not that bad. I mean, yeah, we were like four and twenty with Fizdale. With Fizdale. <laughs> I mean, we finished twenty one and forty five, which is like bad but considering we started like four and 18 or four and 20 or whatever yeah it was four and 20 not terrible shout out mike all i gotta say yeah shout out mike van fred van vliet you said uh at the top of the show that your opinions have changed because he's been absolutely shredding uh in the bubble and in the playoffs i said that i would throw a large bag at him last episode my view changed at the end of the episode and it's crawling back to the large bag. Large bag, yeah. I'm crawling to the large bag too. He's a baller, man. He's and great. I don't know if it's just like a system thing. Like he's he can shoot the shit out of the ball. No, he's and he just he, like works hard. Yeah, I like you him. You know, he's scrappy. So what right now, what are you comfortable giving him? I'll give him four years, uh hundred million dollars. Actually maybe. Less. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. I'll give him four eighty. How's that sound? Four eight you'll give him what? Four years, eighty million. Four years, eighty million. That's respectable. Maybe three sixty. Maybe like three seventy. I'd Four give him. I'd, I'd give him. Eighty's <laughs> a lot, but is it? I mean, twenty a year. I don't know. It's just it's a little worrisome just with the NBA's like cap issue, the cap scenario. Yeah. It is worrisome. But I mean, we're well positioned, you know, because we have all these flexible contracts. We don't have a bad contract necessarily on our team it's all now, team options a, and we can decline randall yeah. at the end of the I mean, year randall will be done after this year look he's a hard um, worker i guy making more than 20 million. i i see him working well with say we draft vassal and you know say we have rj and vassal i can see him like fitting well with that that's a nice yeah floor that'll give rj space to penetrate and then i i i I have faith in RJ's playmaking that it can prove. So, like driving and kicking out to two shooters. I had no. I I today I did a my league. I had a two K team after after this off season. It was Van Vliet, Barrett, Vassal, Bertans, which I don't like. Think we're gonna sign. But just but just, let's say let's say Randall, 
and then because I traded Randall, and then um, Robinson. It's not a like terrible. Group. That's a, no, that's not. I mean, that's not a. I wouldn't call that a playoff com- computer yet, but I feel like in the next couple. But I mean, of years, if, if you yeah. can get some big jump from Barrett, big jump from Robinson, that team might. And then down. you know you got Frank off the bench, a backup guard. You can, if he makes a jump. And we still, you know, it depends who we bring back off the team options. We have, you know, it depends if we bring back Wayne Ellington or if we sign some good role players in free agency. I think it just, there's a lot of unknowns. I think there's a lot that can happen. I'm, I'm genuinely excited for the draft, for mm-hmm. the offseason, for Fred Van Vliet if that happens, which, I'm, yeah. you know, like I said before, I'm crawling. I'm getting more comfortable with the idea of throwing 20, 23 million. I am too. I am too. So, yeah. I'd agree with that. That's all I got for you. That's all I got for you, too. All right. Well, it's halftime of the Clippers game. What's the score? Uh, actually, there's a minute 18 left. Clippers are up by 13. Is 60 Ooh. to 47. Predictions for the rest of this game, even though we haven't watched it and all that I see is the box score. Clippers win by 20. Clippers win by 23. Okay. Going to up that. Anyway, thanks for listening. Twitter is at Nick's Rewind Pod. Website is Nick'sRewind.com. YouTube, we've got some draft videos. So if you want, if you. Nick's Rewind. Nick's Rewind is the YouTube. If you want to look at Halliburton, Denny Avdia, Anthony Edwards, even though uh, Edwards and Avdia are looking quite unlikely. If you would like to educate yourself on a quick six minute video, be sure to check those out. So yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, five stars on Apple Podcasts is. Very helpful for Owen and I. So see you guys uh, soon. Thanks for listening. Peace.